Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your host and founder of A Frugal Athlete Podcast. Welcome for episode six. People don't forget, especially Uncle Sam. I just want to take this time right off the bat to thank each and every one of you for listening. I think we have from our first five episodes about 400 to 500 listens. So we're growing by the day, trying to keep the content rolling, trying to keep the podcast consistent. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and supporting our company and mission. So let's get right into it. This episode, we talk about taxes and all you need to know when it comes to paying Uncle Sam from an athlete's perspective. And then with with lighter recent news about Drew Beast, we're going to talk about that and some of the in skeptical investments athletes have made. Uh, we also talk about the importance of thinking before you tweet because of the instance or incident that happened with uh, the most outstanding player from Villanova, Dante DiVincenzo and his tweets that kind of caused some backlash. Uh, lastly, we talk a lot. We talk about the the little rivalry between LeBron James and Nick Saban on copyright and trademark issues, and then we also just divulge in different things happening within the sports business realm recently. So stay tuned. Also, what I forgot to touch on before, um, as we continue to grow, please subscribe, leave a review, all feedback is good feedback whether it's positive or negative we're trying to grow this we're trying to continue to you know build the company um provide credible content and just you know just be that resource be that platform to promote prudent financial practices and career decisions so let's get started Benjamin Franklin once said, the only thing certain in life is death and taxes. And I really didn't know what that meant until my fresh, sorry, my rookie year when I had to finally file my taxes. I remember filing my taxes and then a couple weeks or a couple months later, I getting a, a getting a letter from the IRS saying, I, basically, I owed money for some states I played in and for falsely um, filing my taxes. So I immediately called my dad and I was like, yo dad, what's going on? The account, the, uh, the accountant did all my taxes. Now everything's there. They are, the IRS is coming to get me. And you know, me, you know, being as frugal as I am and, you know, not trying to pay anyone what I don't have to, I was tripping out. Then I explained the situation to my dad, told him what was wrong. And the first thing he says to me is welcome to adulthood. So that's my, that's my, uh, I guess, uh, jumping into the deep, deep end when it comes to taxes. Um, what I did wrong was I didn't know about the jock, jock tax rule. I didn't know about 1099s. I didn't know about a lot of things. So when I gave the information to my accountant, he just took what he had and went from there. So let's backtrack a little bit because I'm giving you all these terms that you may or may not be familiar with. The jock tax rule. That is crazy. Well, it's crazy to me. So basically, you get taxed for wherever you play. So as a professional athlete, you know, you have road games. Say, for example, um, like this last year, I played for Portland Timbers. 
we, if we had a road game in Utah or if we had a road game in uh, in Pennsylvania or if we had a road game in New York, you get taxed for playing in those road games. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It all started because of Michael Jordan. So if you're a professional athlete right now, you can blame Michael Jordan for that jock tax rule. What else I didn't know when it came to taxes were that you have to report all your earnings, not just from your employer, but from, say, you have a sponsorship with Adidas or Nike or Puma or, you know, you're getting money from different brands or even um, like, for example, I did a I did a paid internship this last year. You have to report all your income earnings, not just your main income from your employer. Now, that might be simple to you because you may you may already know that. But for most people, they don't understand that. So when I when I first when my, my rookie year, when I first did it, I only I only reported my 1099 from the MLS because that's the one I received. But it's your duty to track down and connect with the with the people that paid you so you can report it with your accountant, with your tax person and go from there. Some other terms that are, um, I would say, important when it comes to tax taxes. And by the way, shameless plug, uh, we had a new article on the website. Uh, we have a downloadable, Why Your Taxes Matter, all this stuff, checklist on the website. Once again, afrugalathlete.com, www.afrugalathlete.com, Why Your Taxes Matter, downloadable to help you with your taxes. I know tax season is coming to an end, but this is valuable information moving forward down the road. And we'll continue to, you know, push different tax content for you to have moving forward. If you if you filed an extension, then it'd be um, very beneficial for you to have to, you know, keep track of everything from the different documents to the different forms and to have a checklist. So back to what I was talking about. Um, different um, terms when it comes to uh, tax taxes and Uncle Sam. Yeah, so different forms. You got your W-2s that you need to keep track of, uh, your pay stubs, your 1099 forms, endorsement agreements, uh, receipts for expenses. That helps with deductibles. We'll get to that a little bit later. Bank statements, brokerage statements, credit card statements, uh, your charitable giving receipts and other tax forms, whether it's um, interest on, you know, your mortgage paid, your mortgages or, you know, um, from your retirement accounts, you know, um, your, 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 your investment accounts, all that stuff. Uh, you have to keep track of this because you don't want Uncle Sam, you know, knocking on your door. Because they will if you if you if you try to evade those taxes that you have to pay for. Um, most of you may know all these terms, but just a quick rundown. 1099 uh, form from forms from other employers that are not your main. So like I was saying earlier, whether it's like from Adidas, Nike or a different brand that you may work with that gives you supplemental income. You got your W-2s is from your main employer. Um, it's basically an annual tracking of, you know, what what you were paid, taxes that were taken from it. And it's just like a big um, document with all, all that filing. Um, 
final pay stubs is the pay stubs. Um, depending on if you get direct deposit or not, um, you'll have um, pay stubs that track your payments throughout the year that you're getting. Um, besides that, you know, you got your your tax statements that you can easily get if you log into your 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 bank accounts or your retirement accounts or your investment accounts. There's usually a tab where you can uh, print those out and then give to your accountant. Yeah, taxes can be really confusing if you don't um if you don't do your due diligence. Uh my first year, I really just used the advice of a veteran because I didn't really know what to do. Um he said he had used them before and uh I just went from there. Uh I didn't really do my due diligence and that's why Uncle Sam was sending me a letter 2 months later. Um so it's important to, you know, ask the right questions, uh make sure they they have experience with, you know, your profession, especially as an athlete. Your taxes are way different. As I was mentioning, the jock tax rule, um, there's different deductibles that you have as an athlete that you can take advantage of. And um, depending on the state you play in, uh, the tax rates will be different. Um, I remember my first year, I didn't I didn't take advantage of, you know, even having the right address because, you know, growing up, I lived in California did I if I move if I had moved my location to Pennsylvania, it would have it would have been different. I would have got different tax rates. You know, there's for the baseball players that you know have a lot of houses. A lot of baseball players have houses in you know Florida and Arizona for their off season. You know, they strategically have their home base in certain locations just for tax rates. So you know. Taxes is a big is a big factor into the athlete life. So it's important to, you know, take the time to do your due diligence and find the right CPA, the right accountant that can help you take advantage of, you know, you know, being just being smart because there's there's been plenty of cases where um, athletes have, you know, been been got by Uncle Sam. Shameless plug number two, check the website out, check the article, Why Your Taxes Matter. We have a downloadable that can help you with your taxes from all the deductible expenses you can use to a checklist of all the documents you need to help you keep track of your taxes. Once again, shameless plug number two, com. Why Your Taxes Matter. Check it out. So back to what I was saying, I told you earlier I was going to touch on um, deductibles, um, deductible expenses. As an athlete, as a professional athlete, there are quite a few deductible expenses that you can um, that you can temp- to t- typically deduct from your tax returns. Uh, and it's important that you want to uh, maximize um, claiming all your benefits for your tax re- tax return. Now, um, quick note, just because they're deductible expenses doesn't mean it's going to be deducted completely. Um, it's usually up to a certain percentage, depending on, you know, how much you're spending and um, other factors. Um, that's why it's very important to keep track of your receipts, because you can't just be claiming these expenses and then 
when it when it comes time to show for it, you say, uh, 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 yeah, you start you start blabbering. So it's important to have these receipts for you to show proof of what you're spending and just to help keep track and make it easier for the accountant. Because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to get in trouble for something that you did do just because you didn't have proof. Uh, so, for example, deductible expenses as an athlete could be uh, your phone. Simple as that. You know, you talk on the phone with your agent, you talk on the phone with your coaches, your teammates. Um, that's sports related. So definitely a, a portion of your your phone bill will be um, usually um, a, a deductible spent expense. Um, also, you know, such things as personal training, gym membership fees, uh, yoga, massages um, that helps you perform at the highest level as an athlete. So those are another example of deductible expenses. Uh, union dues, um, league and team fines, and um, usually tickets um, sometimes or tickets like for, you know, an agent or advisor or someone related for your sport are usually um, um tax deductible uh agent fees until recently were tax deductible i am not exactly sure because there have been conflicting reports that they are not tax to tax deductible anymore with the new tax changes which is important which is why i say it's important to have a good accountant that's up to date when it comes to this stuff because as you hear me say that um whether they are or they're not tax deductible this is why your accountant can tell you whether they are or not. Uh, um, other things like, you know, you have to drive to practice. So your gas, uh, moving expenses, if you get traded, I've been traded a couple times. So I know moving expenses are tax deductible. Um, other things like, you know, if, if your team is required to wear suits to the games, um, if you if you have to wear a suit, if you have to buy a suit, um, those are tax deductible as well. So it's important to, to, you know, to meet with your accountant. I can't stress this enough. Your accountant, your CPA, whoever helps you do your taxes and uh, get on top of it. Because that could be the difference between paying a lot to paying not as much. Or even getting a refund if you do your taxes right, depending on how much you make and, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're ahead of the game. Um, it's very important to to stay on top of that and keep track. Um, like uh, shameless plug number three, this can all be found on the website. If you check out www.afruathlete.com, why your taxes matter, we have a downloadable. All you need to do is, um, you know, fill out a little form. Um, we're not going to spam you with any crazy, uh, crazy mail, but we just want to add you to the newsletter, add you to the list and help you out and give you a downloadable for you to, you know, build and help you with your taxes. Um, taxes are due April 17th this year, unless you filed an extension. So make sure you get on top of that. Um, yeah, I'm tired of talking about Uncle Sam. Every time I talk about taxes, I start getting mad. Uh, owing money is never something you want to do, but, you know, you got to do it. We're not going to get into the political, um, the political when it comes to taxes. So let's uh, let's jump into our next topic. Um, yeah, little break. Yeah, so I hope it didn't bore you too much on the taxes, but you know, it's very important, like I said, and uh, touched on. So 
You don't want to be like me my rookie year when I was all over the place. Luckily, you know, I switched uh, I switched over to some accountants that I um, I was able to interview and trust and build a good relationship with. And they've been my uh, accountants for the last seven years. So it's, it's been a good journey. And it, it's very, very important that you uh, you find someone that you can trust and is doing um, doing the most good for you. So uh, recently, I don't know if you heard, but Drew Brees has been the talk of the town when it comes to um, bad investments. Uh, recently, he um, sued him and his wife. Sorry for not including her. Him and his wife have sued uh, some jeweler out of San Diego for um, basically defrauding them and uh, for some jewelry they bought from the jeweler um, back in back in his playing days for the San Diego Chargers who are now the LA Chargers. Um yeah, so um he bought jewelry as a investment and apparently the jewelry he bought is not worth what he bought it for. So uh that is very 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 interesting. Um and very unfortunate too because you never want to see a fellow athlete lose money or you know lose money to bad investments or bad advice. Or just to be in an uh, unfortunate financial situation. Uh, if you don't know who Drew Brees is, he's a Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, um, legendary quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Um, so I'm not sure he's going to be pressed on money, but you never, you, I mean, it's, you never know any, someone else's pockets. He recently signed a new deal for, I think, like 16 mil a year. So. On paper, he has money, but like I said earlier, you never know what anyone has to pay for or, you know, what debt they owe or what bad investments they're in. I just want to talk on this jewelry topic and why um, athletes especially feel like jewelry uh, is uh, a great investment. It's really, in my opinion, it's really not. There's a lot of other things, especially for that amount, $9 million, that you can do with your money. And it's very unfortunate that um, Drew Brees and his wife are in this situation. But it's just another example of athletes needing to be smarter with, um, you know, how they allocate their money and how they um, how they invest. Um, according to reports, Drew Brees and his wife were looking to diversify their portfolio, which is why they got into um, investing that large amount into jewelry. Unfortunately, um, the plan backfired. Uh, when it comes to jewelry, I would like to think of a quote, the, or actually, uh, how can I explain it? Yeah, a quote that Chad Ocho Cinco says. Um, he's notoriously known for being frugal. Uh, we highlighted him as uh, Team Frugal Tuesdays uh, on our segment. Uh, he's So he's notoriously known for being frugal and prudent, and he he's not afraid to admit it or brag about him being frugal or as you like some some of you like to call it cheap uh he's his claim to fame was that he used to wear you know fake diamond earrings um around and when people asked him why he would do that his 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 uh his clapback would be it all shines the same and everyone assumes that it's real because I'm already 
because uh, I'm a professional athlete. And I thought that was hilarious because it's true. Um, as a professional athlete, we have this persona, per se, where at, uh, where other people think that, oh, because he's an athlete, oh, he automatically, everything he wears is high-end or high-fashion or must be expensive. So instead of, you know, Ocho Cinco spending thousands, if not, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to basically look good for other people, he could just rock fake diamond earrings and and go about his day. Uh, And I thought that was really funny. I think that's really funny because, you know, as athletes and just people in general, you know, you know, designer brands, luxury brands are very popular. And I can go down a whole tangent on, you know, the difference between quality and, you know, expensive and shopping for different things and jewelry. But at the end of the day, it's you the one that's going to be the spending the money and it's you you're the one that's going to be wearing the clothes. So, don't don't wear or buy certain things just to appease other people or to think that oh, now I'm a professional athlete, this is what I have to wear or this is what I have to rock. No. It's what makes you feel comfortable, what you feel like you look good in and stuff like that. And uh I know I'm going on a bit of a rant right now and um I kind of went away from Drew Brees. But it kind of leads into the point of jewelry isn't everything. Uh, I understand Drew Brees was trying to make a investment in his eyes, but unfortunately, due to not having um, the best financial uh, sense in a set in a way, and not doing his homework on the jewelry, um, he he's ending up in a in a bad spot. He could have easily took the jewelry and went to a second party to get it. Um, what do you do when you get it checked to get it checked? Uh, sorry, I'm uh, for lack of a better term or lack of remembering the right term for it. Um, you go to a second jeweler and get it checked to see how much it really is worth. You can't just trust someone who's selling you, um, jewelry to say it's going to be worth 9 million. No, you got to do, you got to audit your team. Like I always say, um, and unfortunately Drew Brees didn't do that. Um, so yeah, um, I couldn't even imagine spending 9 million on jewelry. So, uh, like I say, you know, professional athletes were all on different pay scales. Uh, Drew Brees is a quarter has been uh, the New Orleans Saints quarterback for over 10 years. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure he's doing, I personally think this that won't be too big of a hit on his personal financial playbook, but like I said, no one wants to lose that much that amount of money. So hopefully he can figure out a situation where um, he gets back on track with with uh, with that with that money move. Um, what else we was talking about? Oh yeah, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, bench player uh, for the Vill- Villanova. Wildcats, who just recently won their second uh, NCAA championship in three years. Uh, let me backtrack. I don't know why I just identified him as a bench player. Basketball player, um, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, yeah, he balled out in that final, by the way. I think he had 31 points uh, off the bench, you know, did his thing, uh, led his team really um, versus a good Michigan team. But anyways... After he won the most outstanding player of the, of the tournament of the Final Four, uh, 
like how can I say it? Uh, like clockwork, people found his old tweets. And let me give a tidbit for all student athletes, all professional athletes, especially the athletes now that are about to go to the draft, because I've seen it happen too many times. Athlete gets drafted first round, all these good remarks about his personality, about his character, about his play happen. And then next thing you know, like clockwork, screenshot of a bad tweet or bad text or something. Make sure, take, take, if I, if you leave with anything from this podcast, delete your tweets before you go to the NFL, NBA, MLS, NHL, MLB, lacrosse, any of those drafts. People are waiting for you to mess up, especially as a professional athlete. They want to bring you back down to their level. And I, I hate to say that because as individuals, we all are our own people. But for some reason, people like watching other people suffer. Don't give them that. Don't give them that benefit of the doubt. If I was a social media manager or a brand manager or agent, that is the first thing I would tell my player that I'm trying to sign. We are going to go through your tweets. We're going to go through your social media and just erase all the controversial things that you have tweeted or Snapchatted or Instagram. Just delete. Don't get, don't leave any room of doubt. Uh, a wonderful kid, I'm sure, Dante DiVincenzo, um, is receiving backlash for some for some tweets he had when he was back in high school. Um he he um he quoted some controversial lyrics by a um a, a Philadelphia rapper Meek Mill and um because of some derogatory language including the n-word um he's he's a he's an Italian a white Italian so you can see where um the backlash came about so this is my you know uh, PSA or, you know, how can I say it? My my plea for athletes and professional athletes, especially the student athletes who have whose career hasn't even started yet to just be cautious and think before you tweet and then delete your tweet. I to, I usually delete my tweets uh, at the end of every month. And that's just because I'm paranoid and I like to refresh my tweets. Um, I usually make sure I think before I tweet so I'm not tweeting anything controversial but people are weird I'm just gonna say it like that they'll you never know they'll edit your tweet or you know screenshot it and use it in use it out of context so you know you just don't want to you know you don't want to just play with fire so that is my that's my plea for every professional athlete every student athlete to delete your tweets and think before you tweet because you have a you have a you have a situation where a young kid who's trying to celebrate um, a fantastic moment of winning a national championship and he has to answer questions about is he racist is he um, sexist is he um, is he all these type of things because of some tweets he had when he was a freshman in high school and I'm not picking sides on what he said and whether he should tweet or what what he tweeted I just think that as an athlete you have you you are now in the spotlight you are now a role model so what you say what you do how you handle yourself 
it's all being scrutinized under a telescope. So it's very important that you start on the right foot, which is why if you're going to the draft, you should delete your tweets and start afresh because someone's going to look for a screenshot. Someone's going to look for that one mistake to try to bury you with before you even started your career. I think it was about two years ago. Um, someone had leaked a, a video of an uh, offensive lineman smoking a smoking a bong or something like that. He was a projected top 10 pick. He ended up falling late into the first round, uh, early second round. I'm not exactly exactly familiar with the name or anything like that, but I know it happened because they, uh, ESPN and all these other pundits and companies were talking about how he lost millions of dollars just by falling into the second round of the NFL draft. How many people make it to the NFL draft? But by him falling to the second round, he, he lost approximately like $6 million. And $6 million is the difference between you know, not having to worry about playing after your career is over to, you know, you might have to pick up a second job. So this is how this is why I, I'm trying to stress right now how important it is to think before you tweet. And just, you know, sometimes you got to go through that cleanse, you know, delete your tweets, just like people go on like the, you know, vegan cleanse or all water diets. Just cleanse, cleanse your social media. Even sometimes you might have to stay away from social media a couple of times. A uh, couple times out the year, just to get away from that mindset and that and that backlash, um, and th- and just that environment, you know. That 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 that's basically all I have on that front. I I just felt like I had to touch on that because it was crazy. You know, one minute they're celebrating, um, you know, winning the, ch- the championship. The next minute he's under 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 uh, um, under scrutiny because of some tweets that came from four years ago so you never want to be in that situation um well also in recent news i thought it was funny um changing topics uh lebron james and uh nick saban got into a little war of words or a little tussle um these are two of the biggest sports figures in the in the in the world right now nick saban football coach at alabama he's one around i think he has six national championships and then LeBron James. He doesn't need any explanation. We've consistently highlighted him as a frugal athlete for all the things he's doing. You know, it's easy. It's easier for him to, you know, take advantage of his platform than other athletes. But still, it's all in the same. He's taking advantage of it. Um, so, yeah, um, as you know, LeBron James has his uninterrupted company where they um um, they basically have a platform for athletes to tell their stories um, through different segments and concepts. And I've been a big admirer of that company. Um, so they have a, a segment called The Shop or, yeah, The Shop, where LeBron James, um, they only have one episode of it so far, but where LeBron James, Draymond Green, 2 Chains, a couple other um, prominent figures in the sports and entertainment industry basically talk shop about, you know, current events in sports business, uh, sports, culture, hip hop, music, all that. And it's a really good, it's a really good segment. It's a really good concept. And, uh, it, it definitely, it, it definitely did numbers when it comes to, you know, viewership and engagement and stuff like that. Well, recently Nick Saban in Alabama and their media team, uh, um, opened up their own segment called shop talk. And it's basically, same setting in a barbershop. Nick Saban is in a barbershop with 
former uh, student athletes that he coached. Um, so, for example, the first the pilot episode included Nick Saban, Julio Jones. Uh, I think his name was Lamar Johnson, other Alabama players that are now in the league. And it's basically the same concept, you know, talking about um, everything from sports business to their time in Alabama and stuff like that. Uh, and LeBron James um, caught light of that and proceeded to s- say that it's an infringement on their intellectual property. Now, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to get too too much into it and whether they are really copy- copywriting or you know co- um, stealing on their intellectual property. But I will say that I do respect LeBron James for trying to protect his brand and his his um his um how can i say his his company and his trademark and his image um recently i came across a gary v video uh, daily v one of his videos talking about individuals should host their party and that exactly that's exactly what lebron james is doing he's hosting his party he's um you know he's created his own platform where he could share his stories where he could storytell where he could get his message across without having to go through a third party or through some media company because he has created his own so in so when he sees nick saban or alabama try to um copy that he's trying to protect it which I can respect. I'm not sure if he's going to win that argument because just like LeBron James has started his media company, Alabama and Nick Saban and, you know, the likes of Julio Jones have started theirs. So at the at the end of the day, it's not really it's not like you can put a patent or trademark on a on a video concept like the shop. Maybe the name, maybe they might have to change the name, but the concept, I think that's here to stay. I just wanted to touch on that as athletes and individuals, it's important to, you know, protect your brand, protect your image, protect your likeness, because these people are quick to take advantage of you. And if you if you're not watching out, they will they will they will take they will take advantage of you. I've seen it happen time and time again. Uh, recently, you've seen more and more athletes take advantage of their brand, take advantage of their their likeness, their name. Uh, you got Marshawn Lynch, you know, trademarking uh, beast mode. Uh, Rob Gronkowski has been an active um, individual when it comes to, you know, protecting his his brand, his image. Uh, Tom Brady with his TB12, um, all these different individuals that are, you know, using their platform, their likeness, their image to do good things and, you know, promote their own lane. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that. Um, and it, just because these are big athletes that are meant that I'm mentioning doesn't mean you or I or any anyone can't can't do it. Um, like I always say, I'm doing this podcast on Anchor app. It's not it's not impossible. Um, I'm still working out the kinks of it because, as you can tell, I'm saying um like a hundred times a podcast, but it. There's nothing stopping me from pulling out my phone, downloading Anchor app, and doing a podcast. And any athlete can do that. Any athlete can go on Facebook and start writing blogs. And then from that, from there, gain a following, you know, go on Medium, write blogs, or create their own website. No one's stopping any athlete from turning their phone, going to the camera settings, flipping the camera to face them, and doing a, a, life, a daily vlog. 
These are all things that any athlete can do, especially if you if you feel like you need a, a you know a, a enormous amount of money to start. No, you just need your phone, you just need your computer, you just need your 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 hand to write or your voice to speak. These are things that we all as athletes need to take advantage of to help build our brands, to build our platforms, to expand on what we have going and, you know, build build something for the future. Uh, I recently interviewed um, a gentleman by the name of Josh Hoffman, who's the co-founder of his the Institute of Athlete Brand and Marketing. And he touches on a number of cool things. But what I like most is um, his eight ways athletes can monetize themselves and i thought it was great because as athletes you're on a you're on you're on a time crunch you're only as good as the team that wants you or as good at or however much the team wants to pay you so what if they want you to take a pay cut what if they don't want to pay you anymore what are you going to do what you can do is use yourself as an athlete to create different streams of income for example josh hoffman also shameless plug number four there's an article, How to Be a Complete Player, with Josh Hoffman on the website, www.afrugalathlete.com. Back to my point, there are other ways to make money as an athlete. For example, guest write a blog. Um, um, a good friend of mine, uh, former, not teammate, but competitor, competitor he guest writes for MLS guest rights for um, different soccer publication publications, Bobby Warshaw, he turned that into a job when he retired. Um, that's that's one way, you know, guest right for different publications or even for your own brand um, affiliate marketing. Um, for example, I have I'm, I'm on kit.com. Um, it's basically affiliate market affiliate marketing program where you can, you know, put on. A platform things you use or things you like and if people go to that site and end up you know searching and buying you get a commission you can make money depending on how big your podcast is uh right now this podcast you know we're not making any money we don't have any sponsorship dollars but if we get big enough if you like and subscribe and leave a review and tell your friends to like and subscribe and leave reviews then we can soon be on that pathway but as of now we're not. But podcast revenue is another way to make money. YouTube partner programs, another way to make money and so on and so on. I don't want to give you the whole um, piece of the piece of the pie. I'm just telling you that there's other ways to make money besides your earned income. So I thought it was really important that um, Josh Hoffman spoke, spoke with me about that and to see LeBron James um, you know, fight for his brand, fight for his likeness. Although he may be wrong in that case, I thought it was still cool to see. Um, yeah. What else happened recently in terms of sports business? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, there's nothing really. Uh, I think we touched on everything. NCAA just ended. Uh, NBA playoffs about to start. Should be interesting to see what happens there. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Esports. Now, I have a question for you guys. Esports, professional athletes or nah? 
Either way, we need to talk about the money that is in esports. Esports is going to be a game changer. Um, out of the big four leagues, I think three out of four of them, um, let's say big five, uh, biased um, MLS is now in the big five. I think it's, it's going to jump into the big fours soon enough, if not already. Anyways, four out of the five leagues have sponsored e sports teams or sports leagues, I should say. And it's only going to continue to grow. Um, these professional esports Athletes are getting paid through sponsorship dollars, through Twitch, through ad revenue, all 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 that. So that's a topic that we definitely need to keep an eye on. Um, definitely need to definitely need to watch out for. I think it's only going to grow. Um, you saw you saw a couple weeks ago, Juju Smith Schuster was playing with like Travis Scott and Drake and the biggest. Um, um, Twitch player Ninja, and that generated over hundreds of thousands of dollars in ad revenue. Apparently, Ninja makes five hundred thousand dollars a month playing video games. Um, it's amazing. So imagine Juju Smith Schuster plays an hour of Twi of Twitch, his favorite video, plays uh, his favorite video game an hour a week, and through that time has like a Q and A. Imagine how much money he can make just doing that. This is just. I'm just saying all these things to, you know, keep the mind, keep the ball rolling in terms of athletes and student athletes and how you can how you can separate yourself from the pack from a brand perspective, from a frugal athlete perspective and not be um not be shoestrung on you're only earning your income from your employer. As athletes, you see the way the the way the world's going with social media, with digital marketing, with brands, with everything, it would behoove you not to take advantage of this time that we have right now and take advantage of it. Obviously, you have to perform on the field or court, whatever sport you play. That's first and foremost. But after that, you have to take advantage. And um, I think this podcast has been long enough. Um, continue to reach out, continue to subscribe. Uh, six episodes down. Hopefully, we can get can get to a thousand listens by the time I'm um, speaking with you guys next week. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. All feedback is good feedback. Um, if I'm saying um too much, let me know. If you like certain topics and want me to touch on them more, please let me know. Uh, we're gonna keep the ball rolling. You know, I took a little break two a uh, couple weeks back. But now we're back consistent, trying to keep a hold of that promise. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm talking way too much now. So check the website, shameless plug number five, www.afrugalathlete.com. All social channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know we're on it. Check them out. Like, follow, do what you got to do. Uh, we're going to be here. Keep building, keep creating content. Got lots of cool things coming up. Um, and I'm sure you guys remember um, episode three. So what's next with the Kachi Akugo? Uh, it's, I'm happy to inform you guys that the documentary is finally. I'm just going to wait till next episode to tell you what about that. All right. Catch y'all later. Bye.